This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Can you just keep your voice down? I'm doing a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another preview episode of the Green and White podcast brought to you by Argyle Life. Um, on a totally separate record to our weekend one from Middlesbrough. If you haven't listened to it, what are you doing? You only have a matter of hours left to go before that one's outdated and you get to hear us rant all again about another game of football. But for now, we're here for the next 20 minutes or so trying to tell you how Ian Foster and the Green Army will be able to overcome the old enemy in Kieran McKenna's Ipswich who bring their tractors to town on Saturday afternoon in what will be a blockbuster game at Home Park. Adam, Graham and Drew Savage from the BBC are still in situ. Um, Adam, why don't you kick us off on all things Ipswich? Um, Obviously off the back of a win last week, we're buoyed in confidence. It's a full house, it's Home Park. It always has this weird voodoo for big clubs coming to town. It's an easy game, this, isn't it? Oh, you'd like to hope so, yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we've we've done it to, to Ipswich in the past where they're, they're coming in, in in very good form and meet Plymouth Argyle and it doesn't go according to plan for them. So if that happens again, wonderful. Um, I think in all honesty, I think we know it's going to be a difficult game, but it's one of those that has the potential, at the very least, to play into Argyle's hands. Now, Ipswich under McKenna, there's a lot you can speak about and a lot positive, in truth, that you can speak about and in, in the way they've tackled this season. I think, you know, the way that they had that run possibly as the as the best team League One has ever seen in the way that they won the the runners up trophy in 2022-23, I think was was fantastic. Um but um no, th- this season they've kind of done a similar thing actually to what we did at the very start of of 23-24 and made a, a slight change to the way they, they set up in you know we're, we're very used to seeing a, an Ipswich team come in with, with three at the back and, and and try and tackle it that way actually this season and particularly I think since last January when they brought in Harry Clark as a, a bona fide right back they are very much a, a, a back four team and with those disparate formations you've got the opportunity that if Argyle are on their game and they're pressed high as well as they did against Middlesbrough 
they've got the chance to, to win those turnovers and get themselves into the sort of positions where they can really threaten. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be easy um, because Ipswich do have a lot of a lot of star quality in their ranks. The way that they've um, recruited has been smart. It's not been um, total turnover for since their League One days. Far from it. But they've brought in players where they've they've needed to to improve. And looking at in in January, Kiefer Moore, Jerry Sarmiento coming on loan. Um, but I don't even think they're the style. I think there's players that are sticking around. Wes Burns has actually stuck in my mind um, as a serious talent. And the way that actually he operates, it gives them the opportunity to switch between formations if they need to. It's just as competent as a right back, right wing back or a winger on that on that right side. So he's going to be something we have to to keep in mind. And um, our, whoever is playing wing back on that, on that left side is going to have to be particularly careful. Um, but he's not the only one. I mean, their, their, their midfield has impressed me. They've still got Sam Morsey, who I think we all know is is very keen to to make his mark on a game in more ways than one, <laughs> shall we say. And um, he's generally been partnered by Massimo Longo as well, who um, has, I don't, know, I, I don't know off the top of my head how many times Argyle have faced him in, in recent seasons, but he's always felt like a thorn in our side. That is backed up by no statistical merit at all. I, I just do not like playing against him, which is probably a lot of praise his way. Um, but whatever happens, um, it could be be an open one. And I just, um, one thing I, I want to drop in is that the first goal is not necessarily going to be decisive at all. We've played Ipswich Town since we were both in League One in, in 2020 in the COVID season. We've played them seven times. The team that has scored first in those games has won twice. And that's compared to four wins for the team that's actually conceded first and one draw um, that was heavily influenced by Bally Mumbo in the 93rd minute. So it's one of those where whatever happens at the start, let's um, not get too down or I guess too up if it goes in our favour. I mean, the the last two times they've been here, they, they've taken the lead and we've turned it around in the second half. So, you know, there's it's going to... I'd like to think it's going to be an exciting game, whatever happens. And if we can come out on, on the back of it, on the right side of it, then of course I'll be very happy. I certainly think they're the sort of team that we will get chances against as they will get chances against us. Our clinical nature could really help us and fingers crossed it does. I mean, we do jest, Graham, don't we, that, you know, we've we've had this little ding-dong, this little tete-a-tete, if you will, with Ipswich over the last couple of years. We've we've been gunning for the same the same thing. And and last year really was a a a, a brilliant title race really between between the us Ipswich and and Sheffield Wednesday um what I found after the game earlier in the season was that Ipswich fans post that bonkers that crazy 3-2 game at Portman Road um they sort of developed a new respect for Argo that we weren't just the flash in the pan last year that that day we really did compete we really did give them a game and there there is a great respect i think between the two clubs and what they've done respectively over the last couple of years and we jest about home park having a voodoo attached to it when when these these teams who are flying come to town but this is going to be a tough one isn't it yep i i I sense they might be more worried about us than we're worried about them funnily enough because i was at portman road our first half performance was sensational um, if we follow the same pattern of play, uh, the high aggressive press and, and the very swift transitional breaks, which we did in that game, um, 
would do really well. It was just Barley Mumbers sticking his foot out to divert the ball into the net, change the complexion of the game. That, I mean, the Ipswich fans are amongst the most restless fans I've experienced this season. They, they're paranoid and they're paranoid about us. Meeting many of them after the game, they were very complimentary on how we played, thought they were lucky to win, which I think they were. There's something about us they, they just can't abide. They, they're fearful of us. I think we, we take it to them. They played four at the back, as has been said, and played very similar to the way Middlesbrough played. So it would be interesting to see if we can replicate the same sort of style of play as we did at Middlesbrough, albeit they'll be sat back a little bit more than Middlesbrough might have been. One thing, I mean, Kiefer Moore started for them on uh, Saturday. And obviously, he, we've got to defend against him. And it, it may be a random thought, but of all the games for Dan Scar to come back into, that might be, it might be this game because he's our best header of the ball defensively. And Kiefer Moore, size and, and physicality is, is quite a handful. And I just wonder, um, Ashley Phillips, you know, young and inexperienced Gibbo more left-footed I don't know I just I just I've got a sixth sense that Dan Scar might come back just for that one one game but the one player that I do remember this season one of the best players I've seen is is uh, Sammy Into who was at West Brom and when we played West Brom he was phenomenal getting up and down up and down and I think he's added a new dimension to the game I mean it's remarkable that they can afford to pay more Brighton uh, more money on loan than West Brom can, which is why they got him. And that says something about it. But I just looked at their last um, few results. 3-1 win, 4-3 win, 2-1 win, 4-0 win, 2-2, 2-3. Loss, the 2-3 loss was unaccountably against Preston. But that's 17 goals in six games. So they are pretty potent. We've got to match them toe to toe, and as even if we concede the first goal, let's go for it because this is a game to go for it, not not to uh, try and pit a patter around the back and try and seek um, and move through. I think we've got to be really up on them, uh, and if we if we can do that, then I, I quite fancy our chances. We're more confident of beating them than they're confident of beating us, I'm sure. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
Drew, we touched on it in the weekend review of Middlesbrough about how good we were in that first half. We have the luxury of coming into this weekend's game off the back of a free week. The players presumably will have at least an extra day off than what they usually would get off the back of that crazy run of games that we've just ended. Um, there's no reason to suggest why we, with this extra freshness that we're going to possess, potentially, obviously not knowing the makeup of the team, whether Dan Scar or Adam Forshaw are going to come back in, we'll touch on our own predicted lineups in a bit. But we should really have a freshness about us to really get the bit between our teeth in this game and and have a right good go at Ipswich, shouldn't we? I think, um, you know, in boxing often they say styles make fights. I think Ipswich style kind of suits us. Yeah, you know, what what is said about you know the play teams in the playoff position is often there for different reasons, and West Brom will stop you playing, will stop, will block up all the holes. They won't give you an inch. Ipswich will take you on and they'll try and outscore you. And most of the time this season with other teams, they have done that. So you know there is danger, but I think that sort of opposition suits Plymouth Argyle far more than your West Brom does. Um, it's been quite interesting that actually that. Dan Scar has been mentioned a couple of times because, again, there's neither team is both teams have evolved a bit, but there's only a lot of last season's teams left there. And so there is that history between the two sides. Um, and one of the my favourite Plymouth Argyle quotes ever was something Dan Scar said in the, the build up to the final game of the season. And it was a song of line. And I, I think he was actually talking about the national media rather than Ipswich. But he sort of said, you know, a lot of fuss have been made about other teams and, and we've sort of flown under the radar a bit. But it'd be great to win the game on Saturday, win the league and basically shove it up them. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I just loved that as a, as a, as a pre-match comment. Um, and it just so happened that after we won the league, I was waiting to interview Stephen Schumacher. Uh, he was already in celebration mode by then. He ambled past with a, a Hawaiian shirt on. And I just stopped him briefly, shook his hand, and looked at him, sort of face to chest. Um, and I just said to him, "Shove it up him, shove it up him." And it was that was the best eight-word-long <laughs> conversation I've ever had with anybody. Um, so just for that alone, but also on a more serious note, that I'd like to see him back in the team for the game. But Kiefer Moore, already been picked out. He scored four in six, and he's got that physical threat. He's got the you don't actually get that many big physical classic strikers in in the championship um so yeah it might it might be a game for dan scar i mean the thing is he's he's not even been in the squad the last couple of day couple of games so i'm sure he will, if he does come back in he would very much have a point to prove and so it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out but certainly with the team having had a bit of a rest a bit more chance to a bit more coaching i'm certainly not dreading it i don't think anyone is no and i think um that that result of the weekend has just given in fact if anything speaking to people in the build-up to this game um people are actually more excited for it now than what they were you know a few months ago when when we were on that nice little run through january you know people were looking ahead to these sorts of games thinking yeah we can take them on and then we had that bit of a rocky patch in february but actually the weekend's result really has put a spring in everyone's step um we'll come on to our team's in a second, but other than the obviously mentioned Kiefer Moore and, and Sarmiento, anyone want to pick out any of the following? Chaplin, Amari Hutchinson, who's got a few in recent games, obviously Sam Morty has been mentioned, um, Broadhead, 
George Hurst. I mean, the fullbacks, I think, for Ipswich are, are definitely one of their strong points. I think Leif Davis is a, a fantastic player, personally. Um, they've got threats all over the all over the pitch, gents. Is there anyone in particular other than the aforementioned that, that we should be particularly keeping an eye out for in this one? I, I think the um the Morsey Luango combination in the in the middle is their their platform. I mean, their brutality, and I can use that word because Morsey's been booked 12 times already this season. That's how that gives them the freedom to build wide. The two two wing backs and or full backs, as they are technically, a very quick push up. So I think how the game's going to be determined by the battle of the wing backs, full backs who can push and attack more. And, and to be fair, Ipswich's pairing is is probably one of the best in the in the league, if not the best. That's their starting point. I think their weakness is the middle two in the back four. It certainly was at Portman Road. I'm, I've never rated Burgess as a particularly robust defender. Um, I don't know Wolfenden very well. Graham, let's not forget that Edmondson should have been sent off that day as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they can be good at. We've got the pace to do it. Um, I'm sure Morgan will be relishing his chance to step in and bend one in the top corner again. That'll be great. I, I, it's a game to relish. Absolutely. My dream would be that Morsey gets sent off because that would be. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean it, there was obviously that that pretty poor tackle that he put in um down here last season in the sky game i forget now um which argyle player it was but yeah i mean had var been in use in league one i think um i think sam probably would have been walking on that occasion adam let's go to you first um changes and your desired starting 11 then for for the tractor boys um put yourself in in fozzy's moncler coat um who is <laughs> who is your starting 11 I would hasten to make many changes at all to be honest if i'm in that situation and in the sense that you know we're playing a team that have a very similar shape to a team that we've just played off the pipe away from home um i i i know i mentioned in the the weekend review that it would seem unfortunate shall we say to move jb away from the um, the number 10 position that he excelled in so well, particularly for a game like this. I'm not sure he's going to be there um, all the time, but for a game like this, I think he, he's the natural choice. And looking at uh, the rest of the field, to be honest, I can't see any reason to make any changes other than perhaps for, for the wing-back roles if we're um, looking at specific threats or more likely looking at threats that, that they pose. Do I like the look of Matty Sorinola against Leif Davis at the moment? Probably not. I'm happy for him to prove me wrong, though. So for me, um, the big question, I guess, and the one that's been explored here is, do we start Dan Scar? And I, I wouldn't mind seeing it, don't get me wrong. I think we certainly used him to great effect against Ipswich last season when we were, we were facing... Um, Freddie Ladapp at Portman Road and Dan Scott had his eye on him for 90 plus minutes in that game and, and, and did an excellent job. I would imagine it's more likely that we'll see, will it feel like we can deal with, with Kiefer Moore with a combination of Gibson and Galloway to um, you know, use their, um, let's say, objectively better defensive input than, than, than Scar has. Scar um, would very much be 
the, the sort of player you, you put in for a specific aerial threat. But I think more, as much as he has that, has a little bit more to his game that I think we, we'd, I'd certainly like to see Galloway at the, at the very least, I think would be um, the ideal antidote to that. So in terms of that, I don't necessarily think I'd make any changes in truth, aside from maybe at the at the right wing back, which is a, a surprise one. Although I do just want to throw in there, um, possibly not to start the game, but I wonder if there might be a significant impact from Mustafa Bundu, because particularly the way he played at Portman Road, I would imagine the Ipswich defence are terrified of that guy right now. And maybe he won't start considering the way he wants to press with, with Ryan Hardy. But if we get him a good half hour using the, you know, the 60-30 theory, I know it's been mentioned at the end of the game, particularly against the tiring legs of be it Wolfenden, Burgess, Edmondson, whoever plays there, he could give them a real challenge as that game comes to an end. So he wouldn't be a starter, but it would be remiss of me not to at least mention that had I been in Forster's shiny shoes, that I wouldn't use him at some stage in some capacity. Drew, obviously you had a first-hand view of them at Borough. Who, you know, did anyone look particularly leggy at the end of it? Did anyone need, particularly look like they needed a day on Seaton Beach on Monday afternoon? Or <laughs> are you are you more in, in Adam's uh, mindset that minimal changes is best? I would, yeah, I would, would agree with Adam, to be fair. The, the ferocity of the pressing did die off a little bit towards the end of the game, but the, the balance of the game changed a bit anyway, and, you know, that's all right. Sorry, Nola, for me, for what I've seen of him and his best game in an Argyle shirt, um, and got a goal. Could have, you know, possibly even had another. But yeah, I would. Yeah, I would like to see Dan Scar in the squad. But the, the trouble is, is you know, no one who started that game at Leeds did anything to merit dropping. You know, we we you know Foster made four changes for that game. We made five changes to the West Brom game. I think you know might, might be time now with that week's gap to reap the benefit of trying to have a little bit more of a settled side. Um, and the head coach is learning more and more about the team. As things go on, I yeah, I would be tempted to stick with stick with what we've got, and we've got a strong. You know, if Forshaw's back to bring on as an option, got if we can have Bundu there as well, then you know, and maybe do have Dan Scar if it turns into a physical battle. Something none of us has touched on actually, and given that Connor has had a pretty assured game, is that Michael Cooper was back was fit enough to be back on the bench last week. It's odd because I think if you did a straw poll after the uh, after the West Brom game, a lot of people would have said put Cooper back in. But again, Connor Hazard did nothing wrong um, on Saturday, so I personally would stick with him. But it, it's it's good that we've got Cooper coming back, and it'd be, it would add a, add a dimension if we had Forshaw to come off the bench. And as as Adam says, Bundu also. I think it's maybe more of a Bundu game than a Wayne game. I'm not sure Foster's seen Michael Cooper, has he? Certainly not in a match situation since he's come into the building. So that will be a, a question that he'll have to debate with his very small coaching team um, if the situation arises. Graham, um, anything to add on what the two lads have said? Obviously, you're you're banging the drum for, for Scar to come in to deal with, no, with I'm, Kiefer I'm Moore. Actually, Is there anyone else you want to see? I don't think I'm banging the drum, just raising the question, because if you played him centrally, it would mean one of Gibson or Galloway wouldn't be playing. And after their performance on Saturday, they've got yeah. to play. So I sense that we might be Phillips, Gibson, Galloway as the back three on Saturday. The one position I think that might change is is, is Mike Wingback because um, as good as Matty Sorinola was 
Middlesbrough, West Brom when he came on, they tore him to shreds. He went he went AWOL for two of the three goals and it was an obvious weakness to go down that side. And it might, and people are saying, well, why isn't Joe Edwards starting? This just might be a Joe Edwards game um, to stop. You know, I'm pretty sure he played, started up at Portman Road, but I may be wrong. Mm. Maybe I'll put Joe Edwards in just for the knowledge experience and you know, see how we go. If Adam Forshaw is fit, I would put him in instead of Jordan Houghton because I would relish him leaving one on Sam Morsey. Not that I've got anything against Sam Morsey, <laughs> it would bring endless <laughs> delight to Argyle fans if that was possible and uh, so I think if, if if he's fit I would prefer him to be one of the two I keep JB in the number 10 role Morgan obviously Ryan up top and the match is made for Bundu to make a spectacular substitute appearance come back and get retribution for what happened at Portman Road that would be the perfect thing and Sam Morsey getting two yellow cards and getting a red card as a consequence would be perfect. <laughs> I'm not sure that Graham's going to be very high on Sam Morsey's Christmas card list um, in a few I, months. I, I time, but I'm not sure we're going to lose much sleep over that. <laughs> no. I think so it's what... one of these players, Sam Morsey, that you know, if, we, if we were to come to Argyle, we would love him, but I think Absolutely. you know all of us have got. They go, we don't enjoy playing against him. I remember when he you know, was turning out for Wigan as well. And he's, he's just one of those players, isn't he? My gut feeling is, I know that people wouldn't within the club wouldn't admit to this, and they wouldn't say that they prioritise fixtures or or anything like that. My gut feeling is that they'd rather have a a, a relatively close to a hundred percent fit Adam Forshaw for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, rather than what they would for Ipswich. So I think if there was still any element of doubt, um, I think he would probably sit out. And actually, to be fair, Houghton and Randall, as, as Graham says, not necessarily to, to to leave one on Sam Morsi, but I think the pair of them, having been that midfield partnership for the majority of last season, would quite relish the chance to, to go up against players like Morsi and Connor Chaplin and things and actually say, we weren't just good last year. We can still dominate you again this year. Um, and I think that's a, a real incentive for them. So we'll finish off the preview. We'll go around. Um, this is the bit that whenever I'm on the panel, I always dread because I'm hopeless at giving score predictions. Um, but Adam, we'll, we'll continue on the, the trend of the route we came for team selection. So Adam, Plymouth Argo versus Ipswich Town on Saturday. The score <laughs> prediction is... Um, high scoring, chance at both ends, 2-2. Two, two. What a Desmond. Uh, Drew? I'm going to say 2-1 to Argyle, but coming from behind. Ooh. There's something that would definitely take the roof off home park. And Graham, we know that Sam Morsey's going to get a red card, so Ipswich are going to be playing the majority of this game with 10 men. But what's the final <laughs> score going to be? I, I, I think it'll be something in the, like, the 85th minute after about the 10th foul. But... Um, I think 2-1, and I agree with Drew. I think we've come from behind. Nothing will give me greater pleasure than, other than the victory to see that walk, long walk to the, to the uh, tunnel. promise you that, actually, I can't promise you, but I can tell you now that TikTok will be clipped up with, with Graham's love of Sam Morsi between now and then.
in the weekend. Um, gents, thank you for joining. Um, for what it, again, I'll, I'll chuck my tuppence in. I, I sort of agree with Adam. I think this this genuinely could end two two. We might even see yet another three three at home park. We've already had a couple of them this year. Um, we almost had one at Portman Road in that bonkers game. I th I can't see the team cancelling each other out here. I think. Whilst I do actively encourage people to gamble responsibly, I think if you were to do one of those both teams to score coupons, this would almost be a certainty to go into your bet. Um, gents, thank you for joining us. We hope that those of you who are going to the game enjoy it, make plenty of noise, make it a bloody horrible place for Ipswich to come down to. And we will be back on Monday um, on YouTube and all your podcast platforms reviewing this one and then previewing Tuesday, and then we'll be back live on Wednesday after Sheffield Wednesday. You think we've had a break this week, and we're going to get busy again next week. Gents, thanks for joining me. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. See you next time. Pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.